Hello, friends. Welcome to the Relationship 411 podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. We've been married for 25 years, and we've seen the best of times, and we've seen the worst of times. We also have four awesome kids who are growing up and leaving our nest. We've loved doing this podcast, and we're excited for it to continue. We don't have it all figured out, but we do have a lot of life experiences. Since becoming a life coach, I'm so excited to share with you the tools I've learned to help you in this journey we call life. Welcome, friends. We're so excited to be here um, talking today. Kevin and I are hanging out, and we decided today we're going to talk about money. So many people have asked us questions about money, and I think it plays a big part in people's relationships with whether they're married, their kids, with themselves. And I think a lot of divorces happen because of money, and there's lots of money issues. So um, Kevin's really an expert about money because that's what he's built his career on, is helping people with their money. I think the- <laughs> I feel pressure already. <laughs> people are going to be like, well, I'm going to delete this podcast. No, but I just think it, it's such an important topic to discuss. And I know in our past, I've been terrified and uncomfortable to bring the subject of money up. Because for whatever reason, I feel like I've done something wrong. Um, yeah, why, why was it? Because we definitely struggled for years of talking about money. And I'd always want to have a money conversation and you wouldn't. And I'd, it was just, it was a mess. So like, yeah. what, what was it about talking about money that was uncomfortable for um, you? Well, I think I viewed you as the expert on money. I felt like... Maybe I wasn't doing it right, or it was a weakness of mine. So when we had the discussion about money, it just brought up a lot of negative feelings for me. Mm-hmm. And I just wasn't in a good headspace, or I just didn't have the confidence that I do now to have that conversation. So it would have done me well and us well to have more of those hard conversations and I think I felt like, oh, the, it's going to turn into a yelling match or... <laughs> Which it did sometimes. <laughs> it did. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I think... Um, but that was rare. I mean, it wasn't like it all was. the time for sure. But there were sometimes definitely, it's like I would get frustrated if you were the person that was in charge of like bills at home. And like, I'd say, where did all the money go? Because like, right. let, let's say, again, this doesn't have to be man or woman, but if you are the breadwinner, whether right. the female at home... And the male or the males at home and the females out working or the male is or you're in charge of that and I'm in charge of whatever it is. And you feel like you bring something home. You killed something and you drop it at the feet of the other person. And all of a sudden you come back, you're like, where's all the damn food? Like where like where where did our where did our, you know, right. where did all the money go? And when you're like, I don't know. And you're like, that's not a great answer. And so all of a sudden it's like. And of course I did know. I knew it went to the mortgage, the lights, the, you know, gymnastics, uh, basketball, whatever, art lessons, piano Car payments, insurance, like whatever, all of that. Like, and, and as a breadwinner, whether it's two incomes or one, somehow I think you just think there's more money there than what there is. (laughs) Then you realize unless you're really, really on top of with a budget and like, Check it out all the time. Money just goes, and sometimes it just goes quicker than what you think, and you don't you have no idea where it's at, and you can just spend out of both sides of the equation, and so all of a sudden it's like right, you're spending, I'm spending, right, we're, and we're right. not communicating. So those so, those were our kind of like yeah. you know more moments of like w- what are we doing? 
you know, right. and it would get frustrating. And then for me, frustration leads to anger. So that's yeah, what and me with communication, I would avoid it because it's like, oh, I don't want to have this conversation. Let me just avoid it and pretend. Kevin's never going to find out or he won't Kevin notice. Kevin will never ask about money ever again. <laughs> he yeah. won't notice or whatever. And so that was my personality, which neither one of us were right or wrong. It just That's was what happened. Yep. So I think it's such a valuable thing to, if you're just newly getting married, or even if you've been married like Kevin and I for 25, over 25 years, to try to figure out what is your story about money and really try to write that out, what your story is. How were you raised? What were you taught about money? Because I think if we can get to the root of how we feel, how we deal with money, that's going to help us understand our spouse, where they're coming from, and ourselves, where we're coming from. And we can kind of see where the differences are and where our strengths are. Like, I definitely, it was a good decision to have me pay all the bills and to have me oversee that because I'm organized, I like, you know, I, yeah, you I know how to, to do penny, that. You know exactly where it's all at. Even though I couldn't tell that to you, but I really yeah. did know that. And yeah. that was good because I was responsible that way. Yeah. Kevin was the right person to choose to provide for our family. And I, I kind of deal with like, have, and how we split things up in our yeah. household. And everyone's different, right? But some people, you know, will... Whatever works for you, as long as it works, I think is the most important thing. It's right. when things aren't working and flowing and there's dysfunction. It's like we have to readdress this and figure out a way to do it. I mean, what if it's any other chore? You're like, our trash never gets taken out. We never have laundry done. Like whatever it is, like figure that out. And so you have to kind of figure out with money, one of the things that's worked for us is that we've divided it into like your kind of short-term paying bills – all of that. And then I'm more long-term with the investments, with retirement plan, like just, you know, real estate, like all longer term stuff. That's kind of me. And we always talk about it and I educate you on that. And to a level you feel comfortable and want to know, I'm not doing anything hidden. And then same thing with you is that you do short-term stuff, pay our bills, checking accounts, cash flow, like payments to everything. That's you. And you're really good at it. And that's kind of why we gravitated to our strengths and then you keep me informed as well. Like, hey, coming up, we've got this big expense, blah, 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 or whatever. So. Right. And Kevin, which was helpful a few years ago, he said, I want to know these five things about our short-term money every month. And so I can write them down and show him. And he's like, okay. He doesn't want to know how much the power bill was or how much we paid the yard guy. He just wants to know a few numbers and then... You feel good about that, right? That's it. I mean, that's kind of it. I don't need to get into the the granularity of how we've spent. Like, did, did we blow the budget by, you know, four four cents on, you know, cheese this month? I mean, I, I don't want to get into all that. Right. <laughs> and also, too, what I have figured out is figuring out, okay, how much do I spend on groceries? How much do I spend on eating out? And I can, you know, let our kids know, hey, guys, we've spent X amount of dollars this month on eating out. Let's try to eat in a little bit more. To make them aware, like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money, or um, we're doing really good at eating out, because that's where we tend to eat out a lot. Sure, and I think that it's like anything else. Once you're aware of it, then you're able to go deal with it. I don't care if it's weight, if it's spending money, whatever it is to say, heighten your awareness on all of that. So, so babe, I'm curious, and maybe our listeners are too, what was money like, and what did it mean to you as a kid? Like, you know, as you grew up, like, what is your story with money and what what is the value of it? Because 
there's clearly about nine different personalities that I've studied, you know, doing what I do for a living of like, for some people, money is a great way to be a patriarch or matriarch of a family. And I pass this wealth down to others. Like I would even live sacrificially so that they can benefit from this. Other people, it's a means to an end. Like they want to be able to do stuff with it. For some people, I want to live sacrificially so I can give it all to a charity. You know, whatever. So what 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 does yeah, money mean to I you think, and what did it grow up um, with? I think money for me, I always felt secure in our finances, even though I know that is not reality. I think my parents stressed out all the time about money, but for whatever reason, I was oblivious to that. And, and most do, by the way, right? I mean, right. most people aren't throwing that on their kids as they're stressed out about money, but I don't care if you're you know, a billionaire or whatever. Money can be complicated, right? Having too much of it, not enough, whatever. So... Yeah, so I I always felt secure in it that, you know, I would be provided for. So it wasn't ever necessarily a worry. And even in our marriage, I feel like I've always been more like I don't worry about it as much, even though I didn't necessarily want to talk about it. I feel like you're more of the worrier. Oh, yeah. I've lost sleep. Yeah. Like my my (laughs) fears. Kevin's envisioned us homeless. I'm like, I've never once thought that in in our marriage. I always felt confident in you because I always trusted that you're going to provide. And if not, we're going to figure it out. Which adds a little bit of stress as the breadwinner, right? Well, you'll just figure it out. Okay, great. Feel even more Or I'll figure it out. Sure, you'll figure it out. (laughs) Um, in, In my house growing up was... You know, my, my parents were very strict budget people and kept a check register. You know, if, if you know what those are, you wrote down everything. Now it's kind of done all digitally and electronically, but they knew where every penny was. They, they balanced their checkbook every single month, debits and credits, and would figure out ways all the time if they could save money on car insurance or this is way before <laughs> Geico or, you know, progressive, whatever. But they were looking at saving on car insurance and, We'd go out to eat once a week, whatever. You know, they had a strict budget with all of that. And that's kind of how they were able to get through things. And honestly, to this day, my mom has a very strict budget and she doesn't go over it. And that's just how she lives. And I think she's very happy with that. Um, So for me, when I was growing up, I wanted to be able to have enough wealth to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And my frustration will come if I feel like I don't have enough even though I feel like I make enough, but I don't have enough to do it, and it can become frustrating a little bit. And so for me, money is a, is a way to say, I want to go have experiences. I want to give experiences to others. I want our kids mm-hmm. to have experiences. And then balance that out with still having a successful retirement. And so I'm not living, you know, off cat food in my you know, <laughs> retirement years or, or pushing it. no one's living off oh, cat food. I know. I know. But the interesting thing, I'm just going to use this for Christmas. Like, I feel like... Christmas for Kevin, he had a lot of unmet needs. Like he had a lot of things he wanted for Christmas, but didn't necessarily always get those. And I feel like my family, I did get those. However, now you're, you know, when we have Christmas, you always want to go above and beyond, make sure our kids have everything they want, which is great. But I just think it's just something that it's from your childhood, your past. And I can understand that. Um, but it could, you know, cause problems if I wasn't aware of that was a need for you to provide that for our kids, it could cause problems, right? Hey, bless your heart that you, you got that because you're right. I do that. And I probably even do it subconsciously, but here's a really valid point that I think people need to realize and experience. And I talk to clients about this and that is if we can handle financial things financially and emotional things emotionally, 
it keeps a lot of that mess from happening. For example, one parent might travel a bunch or one spouse might travel a bunch if you don't have kids. And you feel bad because you're gone a lot or work has been so busy that I'm staying away. I feel bad. And so what I do, I use some financial way to go give you a gift or buy you a jewelry or whatever it is, as opposed to saying, let me go deal with that emotion and just head on to the kids, to the spouse, whatever, and say, hey, you know what? I know work's pulled me away a lot. I'm sorry. I want you to know I'm doing this because I love you. This isn't going to go on forever. Like, let me deal with that. As opposed to I feel something and let me go deal with it financially. Yeah. And a lot of times maybe they don't even want a gift. They just want your time or they just want to feel your love or your presence. But that's a thing. So so I think that's a a big deal that we don't align what money means to us Mm -hmm. with our values. And that can create some conflict with us, right? If I felt like I was the person that wanted to pass as much wealth onto my heirs as possible. And yet I'm spending money on throwing. I'm frustrated with my situation. It's like, well, it's because I don't have this congruency with my value of money with how I'm spending it. Or if my goal is to say, I want to create experiences. I want to live life to the fullest, but yet I'm living sacrificially. It's like, I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out that balance is to say what, and, and I think it comes with the why, what does money mean to me? And then why do I do the behaviors that I do? And are those aligned with one another? And if you're feeling frustration, chances are they're probably not aligned. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true. And I think in marriage, and we think there's a right way and a wrong way to deal with money instead of, you know what, maybe both of our ways are correct. They work for you. It works for me. And we need to have that conversation because it's really, it can be like a one up, one down, um, which isn't healthy in a marriage if it's like, okay, I know the right way to handle money. You better follow it or else. And I think a lot of marriages get it caught up into that or it's become self-righteous, like I'm doing better than you. Um, I'm a better steward over money or whatever. So I just think you have to be careful with that. And so many people, I would say, are married either to a saver or a spender. Right. It's like opposites attract, right? Mm -hmm. And so having those conversations as opposed to the person that is a saver especially if they are the breadwinner, to not let their spouse be able to have a little bit of money to spend when they're like controlling over all the money. That's never a healthy recipe for a good marriage. Now it goes back to kind of one of our podcasts we did earlier about the warden. Like if you've got to go check in with the warden all the time to go get a little bit of money out to whatever, it's like, that's just not healthy. Whether it's the man controlling the finances or the woman controlling the finances, whatever, You want to be looked at this together in some form or fashion. And I think having like for us, I I don't know, what was our limit? Like when we were first married, we did have a limit. Like anything, what was it like $100? I think it was $500. $500. Anything above $500 that we would have to. I feel like that's high. Maybe it was $100. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. We had some dollar amount we came to (laughs) is to say anything above this, we need to consult with the other partner to say, Would you be okay if I bought this? Yeah, I think, and that just shows respect. It doesn't mean you need to have permission, but just let's have the conversation because otherwise it could cause a lot more problems if you just start spending money. And, you know, you want to have a buy-in with your spouse, right? Yeah, because you're working together. Others are working apart. And, you know, um, I'll tell you, when, when you said something, babe, I just had a flashback of 
being with you and thinking that there's no right or wrong way necessarily how to do this. And there was a lot of times that I thought that my way was better of how we were budgeting and how we were spending money on things. And I remember coming to you and you'd tell me like how you were juggling money from this account to that one and th- th- over here and I'm doing this. I'm like, this, like in my mind, I was thinking, this is the dumbest thing in the whole world. Like, why are you doing this? Um, one, it probably came from the fact like you were doing the best that you could. You didn't know necessarily how to run spreadsheets and use different software for budgeting and et cetera. But two, there was a lot of times that I would say, why did you do this? Or why are we doing that? And then you would say it. And I had like an epiphany. It's like, I never saw it that way. Okay. Like if I had to be honest with myself is to say, all right, I see where you came from. And honestly, I didn't think of it. And that's actually probably not a bad solution. Or we looked at buying a piece of property or different things. And you said, well, what if we did this? And I was kind of hell bent on we're going to do whatever. And I was going to use my persuasive skills to talk (laughs) you into it. And instead, you kind of brought me to reality. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a better decision, to be honest. And so talking through money issues um, can be really, really beneficial. Yeah, and it can be really connecting. And it's really important. And I think talking to your kids, um, we've set up our kids on a budget. Some of them do great on it. Some of them do not do so great. And it's and it's okay because they're learning. And I think it's giving them the opportunity to learn and realize like, ooh, I spent all the money you gave me for the month in one week. Yeah. And okay, let's have the conversation. Let's talk about it. And I think making money more approachable in your family is so valuable because it's going to help them. Maybe they're still going to have a mess when they're older, or they might learn some lessons. At least they'll be aware of why they've got a mess. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think that um, the two things I jokingly say that I think as parents, we hope our kids figure out is sex and money. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to talk to you about it. Like, just Google search something, and I hope you figure it out. And you said something earlier, babe, is that you didn't want to come talk to me because you were afraid of, um, you didn't know the right thing to say, or you didn't have confidence or whatever. Same thing could be true of sex. It's like our kids are going to go figure it out one way or the other with sex or money. And it might not be good answers. It might not be great answers, but you can provide some insight. And I think if we could gain more confidence over money and just even explain that to our kids, it's going to go a long way for them and and, and help them see like if you're in a financial situation, whatever it is right now, good, bad, different, like paint a picture of like where you were, how you got there. If you're in abundance, tell your kids to say, you know what, this isn't how it always was. You know, we, we lived in a one bedroom apartment in uh in student housing with cinder block walls or, you know, whatever it is, we didn't have a couch. We lived on the floor, like whatever your deal is, that's so insightful for them. Cause I think kids really stress out today when they start to think, how can I pay for everything? And then if you don't have a lot like talk to them about that. This is how we got there. I, uh, you know, we made some bad financial decisions when we were younger, candidly, or, you know what, I, I haven't been able to really land a great job that I'm happy with. Like whatever it is, just have that open conversation. You don't have to you know, bring out the financial statement for them if you don't want to and say, this is how much money is in our account or how much I make. But I think definitely having financial conversations with kids is a huge eye opener as is with sex. Yeah. Cause they need to know how much things cost and how, how it all works and what credit means and getting credit and 
how to save money and what is an investment. And, and your if kids you're not are not going to figure it all out from the financial lit class. I promise you that. <laughs> yes, that's so true. So a lot of other, some other people have asked us, you know, should you have a joint account? Should you have a separate account? And I think it just depends on how your marriage is set up. I personally think you should have a joint account. That is my preference. I think when you have separate accounts, you can, it just gives more opportunity to do things maybe that aren't as honest and, you know, bringing in your spouse. So I, I just think there's huge potential to maybe, you know, just go down a path that you may not realize you could go down. And it doesn't or, have to be like, I'm having an affair. It could just be like, you know what? I'm spending money on clothing that my yeah. husband or wife doesn't yeah, know about. Yeah, and working or... in retail. I mean, so many women, it's like, okay, let me give you this credit card, put $100 on it. You know, this credit card, put $200. I have $300 of cash because they don't want their husband to know they just spent $1,000 on clothes. And he isn't going to, when he's reviewing the credit card statement, if that's what he does, and I'm guessing these husbands, they've, this is they've what they learned the workaround. Yeah, they know like, okay, if he sees a $100 purchase, he won't really pay attention. If he sees a $1,000 purchase, he's going to pay attention mm -hmm. and he'll know what I did. So I just think if you're trying to hide something, what is your why? Like, why are you doing that? And if it's because you don't want your husband to be mad at you, maybe you need to have the conversation and say, hey, babe, like, this is really important to me. I really need new clothes. This is how much clothes cost if you haven't been shopping lately, and let him know the importance it is. And hopefully he can see that and see the value of that. Or she can as or well. Or she can. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think you um, brought up a really good point, and that is that it goes back to the why and understanding what's the need for your spouse and digging deeper. Probably don't even go to the surface level answer like, why are clothes important to you? Or why is a nice car? Why do you need to have mm -hmm. jewelry or whatever? And then go back to say, you know what? I'm feeling insecure about something, and this makes me feel secure about it. Okay, now we're talking about financial things financially yeah. and emotional things emotionally. Yeah. Getting that connectivity, um, not hiding stuff from your spouse. Like yeah, again, so if you do have a separate account, just you know, letting them know like what you are buying and share it with each other sometimes because I, I just think it could cause lots of problems. And the other thing, you know, with the model that as a life coach that I teach people is the circumstance. The circumstance is the first thing and it's neutral. Your money, whatever your bank account is, is neutral, right? If you have a million dollars or if you have $100, that's a neutral number. It's not until you start having thoughts about it is when all the drama, all the feelings come up. And I promise you, whether you have a million dollars or $100, you can still have negative emotions or positive emotions. Yeah, is this enough? Is it not enough? Is this like whatever we... Yeah, and right. we think like, oh, money's going to bring us happiness. And that is not a true statement. Sometimes it can bring... If you do have money, it can bring you lots of other problems. Yeah, it can cause all kinds of issues with... It can complicate lives. It can stir up issues inside of families that like mom and dad loved you more because they always paid for your stuff and not mine. Let's go back to the why. And it could be that, you know what? No, that there were some other issues that were going on psychologically, emotionally, whatever that needed to be dealt with that you weren't as the other child aware of. So mm -hmm. again, I think going back to why asking questions, having a conversation is huge. Yeah. And I think, you know, just as a great activity with your family is writing the story, writing your story. What is your story about money? 
do you want to keep all your story or is there some things in your story that you want to change or stop believing or do differently? Because sometimes our stories do change, especially from when we were a child to when we were newly married to maybe when you're more established. So anyways, as you look at your money story, look at it, see if you want to change it, if you want to keep it, what you want to change, talk to your spouse about this. I think it could be valuable to talk to your kids and just be more open and fluid and realize there isn't a right or wrong way to deal with money. It's just whatever you create. If you want more relationship tips, get on my email list, lifecoachgen2.0 at gmail.com or go to my website, relationship411podcast.com and sign up for a free consultation to get more personal help with your relationships. As always, follow us at Relationship 411 Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours.